Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sorry, I haven't been to tell you this for so long. When we were at Centre Parks, um, we got off the train and like a little shuttle bus takes you to, the, from the train station to Centre Parks. But like there was no timetable. So we didn't know like, have we just missed one? How long do we have to wait? Like, can I run to like Tesco and buy some nibbles? And I rang like the customer service uh, of Centre Parks. She's like, hello, this is Mary from Centre Parks. May I take your name, please? And I was like, hi, it's Clara. We're looking to figure out when the bus is coming. And, he's, and she was like, um, no problem. Please hold the line, Gareth. <laughs> and I was like, not again, not again. I've already been called Gary by some random person when I used to work at Today FM. Please hold the Gareth. So it's obviously the way I say my name because this has happened in Ireland Clara. and England. Hi, this is Clara. Gareth. I don't hear Gareth now. But it's happened twice now. It's twice. Gareth. And then I, thought I was, so then I thought I was on, on hold and Mick was just being like, what's the crap? And I was like, She's called me Gareth. She has called me Gareth. And I was really annoyed. And then she goes, um, oh, <laughs> pardon me. Is that not your name, Gareth? And I was like, no, my name is Clara. Sorry, I thought I was Imagine you and Mick got married and he was like, I now pronounce you Mick and Gareth. <laughs> I'd actually be like, fair, I do. Put it on the papers. <laughs> I saw two lesbians getting married last week at um, Hackney Town oh. Hall. And one of them was like, was what I imagine you as a Gareth would wear. <laughs> They're wearing like a white shirt and like black pants. That's so <laughs> Gareth. Please hold the line, Gareth. That's excellent. Hello. Welcome to 3030 Perishing. Apologies for a little bit of tardiness this week, but we had lots of stories and fun things to gather for you. Uh, 3030 and Perishing is what the girlies are talking about, the gays, the days, the everybody who wants to be updated on celeb, hot goss, pop culture, deep dives, and bits and bobs. That one was especially for Shay Diaz. More on them later. Say, it's very appropriate. <laughs> I'm Clara Kavanagh. Sophie Lyons is on the line and we are ready to chat. <laughs> Sophie. I'm actually really delighted with myself that I've mustered up the courage to do this. Oh my God, your little voice sounds like it's been hooping and hollering all weekend and I cannot wait to hear it. Was about it was 10 times worse yesterday. It's actually come back this morning. Wow. So yeah. my sister Sophie, you and your sister Rachel all had the got the lucky Charlie and the chocolate factory Willy Wonka tickets and got to Glastonbury and I was texting all of you yesterday and each and every one of you made some reference to how tiny and small your eyes were <laughs> oh like raisins yeah. like they were so because I wear contacts they were so dried out oh, and shriveled no. 
they wouldn't open all day. Poor little peepers. Like tiny like peas. <laughs> I know. I also thought your sister Sophie had been like five times. So I was asking her like for, for tips. But it's just turned out that she's only been once before besides this year. <laughs> yeah, she- so that was confusing. Very confusing. Well, she has that, I don't know, glass to a vibe, I suppose. She totally does. Um, so I'm so excited to hear all about it. So, so this week we are flipping the script. Jadors and Jadests are getting blasted out of the water so we can clear some space because I've never been to Glastonbury and I really want to talk about it. I want to hear like second by second, moment by moment, feeling by feeling. I want your account of it. I've gotten teasers and my sister Sophie hasn't told me anything. She's, I think she's been asleep since she came home. So I have zero. I can't wait. The veteran. Yeah, Sophie the veteran. <laughs> I have no idea. I haven't heard from anyone what it was actually really like. So I'm really excited. We're also going to talk later in the show about, and just like that, we've watched the first two episodes. Can't wait to discuss. Really want to know your thoughts. But firstly, Sophie's Glastonbury. Okay, I have a set of Karen tips and feedback for, <laughs> what's her name? Emily Evans. Emily Evans. <laughs> I have a set of tips for her that I actually am going to write to them about. Wow. They do need to improve some stuff. I'm not, I am a Karen, whatever I am. <laughs> I think I'll go to those after. Yeah. Um, I'll go to the musical experience mm-hmm. and the general gist of it first. Please. So some of the headliners were sort of a, a step back in time, like Arctic Monkeys yeah. and Guns N' Roses. Mm. I had negative zero interest in seeing either of those, so I didn't. Fair play. I heard the Arctic Monkeys were terrible. Yes. I heard they're really, really bad. Uh, Just Guns play the hits. Roses. Play the hits. That's all you have to do. Yeah, Guns N' Roses, I've no idea who they were. Um, what the nice thing about it is they put people on that you don't necessarily know to hand like who is that but then we were sitting down on I think it was the first day on the Friday and it was was it Lightning Speed or something was the name okay and their last song was football's coming out stop she's coming out stop she's coming out she's coming football's gum and like i fell over i'm so excited i love that song and it's just little things like that we walked by this like rum bar little club and they had full-blown reggae african music in it oh. um there's all these different genres everywhere so it's fab so I'd say that's one of the cool things about it is you don't know what you're going to see at one point. There's obviously loads of special guests and stuff. Elton John's guests were oh. like, the, the lineup I heard about was so <laughs> not what happened. Everyone was going around being like, have you heard at the festival? And I was like, no. And they're like, Harry Styles, Dua Lipa, <laughs> Paul McCartney. And who was the fourth no. one? Someone said Lady Gaga. He really um, went um, with very Jules Holland with his selections. It was kind of like, and he's he's he is a great person of like supporting younger people. younger people and like more eclectic yeah. mix. But I think for your like last gig ever, would you not like Brandon Flowers? Excuse me, he everyone was saying so about good. your man was that him with the red suit with the red suit and the turkey teeth. He looked like a TV presenter from the nineties yeah. in America. Yeah, he didn't. I'm but like, he was very good. Was Yeah, I don't know. I just yeah. bring out Britney. That's the song he did with Britney. Sorry, that was the other one, Britney. I'm glad he didn't bring out Britney. Yeah, that would have been 
though show stopper. That would have just been a really weird experience. <laughs> um, I'll get on to my experience okay. of the Elson set. Mm-hmm. But top of my list is Fat Boy Slim. Okay. Discuss. Not top of my excellent list. Top of my this guy needs to be destroyed list. <laughs> he is a clown. He had a set list at 11 p.m. at the park stage, I think it's called. Yeah. So we went there. There's no screens on this park stage. So if you're far back, there's sort of a sound, like a sound stage, whatever you call them, Mm. a sound desk in the middle. So like, unless you're in front of that, you don't really have a view and then you can't see. We were waiting there with a supposed fan who was in our group. And he was like, how do you not know? Because I was like, is Fatboy Slim a singer or a DJ? And he was like, you're so stupid. I actually can't even <laughs> talk to you. And I was like, I was just asking, like, don't be so rude. Anyway, it was going, it was at 11 and it got to 10 to 12. And I was like, guys, he's not coming. Like, we were all like, Whoa, I can't so believe he's this late. And then I was like, is he on? And I went up to this guy and I was like, sorry, can I ask you a very stupid question? Has Fatboy Slim come on? And he was like, he's been on since 11 o'clock. So the person in our crew who was apparently a major (laughs) fan, names won't be named, uh, didn't even know he was on. He didn't play any of his bops, like no, like praise you Mm. or any of those. Didn't play any of us. He didn't even say hello. Oh. He didn't say hello. He didn't speak for that hour that I was there. Like nothing. And then I looked up and I was like, this guy's a client. He needed people. I uh, like loads of people didn't know he was there. It wasn't just us. Oh my God, that's pathetic. Well, it's just, it's similar to the Arctic Monkeys thing. It's just like play the hits. That's why people are there. We saw Fatboy Slim years ago from In Fruit and he was honestly just like remixing random dance music. It didn't, it could have been anyone. It's like, you're the... And then he was in a, he was in a, like a... A sumo wrestler suit or something. I didn't know what to call it. Yeah, he's in that. He's so weird. People need to stop in any way glorifying him to anything but an idiot. Yeah. He's so stupid. I can't stand him. And no one knew he was on. So, so whoever thinks you're a big fan, you're not. Yeah. He's terrible. <laughs> it, Lizzo. Oh my God, she was amazing. She Her wow. costumes were sensational. Yeah. She was such a good buzz. She's such a performer. She come out with a flute. Oh. Dancers were amazing. And she gives them all props. Like she gives them all their moment. Um, and she she's was such great. a smiler. Mm. She was um, fabulous. We were painting our bedroom and had that on, and it was just so fun to dance to. It's such feel good music. Yeah, it was and great. even people who didn't know her were like loving it. Oh. She was fabulous. Lana Del Rey, I didn't see, but she came on half an hour late and then her mic got cut, which I just think is so funny. It's so funny. It's like, but you know, with those festivals, like you, you actually have to be on a schedule, you can't come late. Is she, what's her buzz? I don't really understand. Like, I know she kicked off saying she wasn't high enough on the set list, which I thought was so funny. But if you're on last, oh, you, like, do you mean on the, the poster? Yeah, she was like, I might drop out when it was initially publicised. But then she came on and her hairdresser was still doing her hair. Oh, yeah, oh did you hear God, that? Her hairdresser no. was still doing her hair and she was like, I'm so fucking late. She's a Nepo baby, if I remember correctly. Sort of like your picnic. It's just very haunting set, I would say. Very, yeah. But like she has such a big following. I just, I'm not really, it's like the Billie Eilish thing. Like, I respect you, but I don't understand you. It's very depressing. (laughs) Also a tip I would say is, if you don't want to get down in the dumps of Glastonbury, don't go to anything that's minorly sad. Oh, um, I, I which think brings I... me on. To, <laughs> which know. brings me on to Lewis Capaldi. I all oh I God. got so upset. Oh my gosh! Oh it was my so gosh. upsetting. It so was really so upsetting. so were you guys just there 
to see him. And then this unfolds. Yeah, in front I, of you. oh, I love him. Yeah, yeah, I think he's amazing. Because isn't his doc? Remember, we were talking a few weeks ago about how great yeah. his documentary is. I will say, I've seen now in the last few days saying he can't continue because of the Tourette's. Mm. But I wasn't focusing on that. It was more like watching someone's heart being broken. Oh, stop. Gradually on stage. You're like so you right. could just tell yeah. his soul yeah. was just falling apart. And, and he was like, at the start, he was like, I'm so nervous and all this oh. kind of stuff. And you could just see his soul was breaking. And you could tell, because I think the con- the documentary gives such good context because you know he doesn't want to disappoint anyone. And I'm sure he feels, because he had to cancel all those gigs before Glastonbury, you kind of understood how hard a decision that would have been for him to make because he really appreciates all his fans and he's such a connection. And you see how much he loves playing live. And then when he couldn't sing on the Glastonbury stage, you could just see him being so disappointed in himself but it was and kind of just kept apologizing oh, and it was like you don't need to like and what i loved about like that song was that it's like somebody who i used to love it's all about loss and he lost his voice but then the crowd was his voice for him so it was like a lost song that became a love song i could actually make myself cry about it again I started crying about it yesterday. I had to paint the skirting boards in our in our room, and um, you didn't watch that one. <laughs> I did. Like, like I came into the making the room with the laptop, and I was like, I didn't paint any of the skirting board. I was like, Ugh. I was like having no, a breakdown. No, no, no. My sister was watching it on the way back, and she was like, "Do you want to watch it?" And I was like, "No, I just saw it in person like a day ago, and I was so upset. Oh. Like I'm so we were so upset for at least half an hour. But like to to see it live must have just been so magical." It was just heartbreaking. Wow. And because I think... he was just, like, as in, I didn't notice the Tourette's thing. Wow. It was more like you were seeing him be like, I'm lo-, he kept being like, look, I'm losing my voice here. And mm. I'm so, I'm so upset. It was his heartbreak that was upsetting me. Yeah. And because I think what's so endearing and gorgeous about him is like in the days of like now with these like, look at Beyonce and her Renaissance story, which is just like perfection it's planned to the minute detail oh and like while i'm like beyonce's like biggest fan but what's really raw about lewis is you're watching someone be like so vulnerable on such a huge stage it was it just felt really genuine the whole thing when we're so used to everything being overproduced by other things it's just him on the stage yeah like it's him and his Piano. band in the background, but it's not like his band are a part of the personality no. of his music because his music is like sad. Yeah, and he was like, so "Here's a really depressing like, song. Let me take my top off." And when he was like licking his nipples, yeah, and stuff. he was like, "I was so hot," and it was so hot. Yeah, it was. It was just really sad because you couldn't notice he was losing his voice, but he only did about thirty five minutes instead of an hour. Yeah, and then he was just like. I'm so upset. And he was like, look, thank you so much for having me. And if I never get to do it again, like it, I actually am going to shiver thinking about it. It was so sad. Oh, you just wanted to give him like and, a big hug and you know how hard he is on himself. I was thinking about then Lizzo was on after him and I was thinking like, if he's watching Lizzo after him, she like, cause she is so like, there's so many dancers and all of a sudden there's dance, there's um dance routines and all this kind of stuff. And like just the juxtaposition would have been even more devastating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I just saw loads of stuff and I, I was crying about it yesterday. Oh, like I watched that video so many times and every time I was getting goosebumps. 
Also, who made me very upset, Cat Stevens. Um, oh, really? No, I didn't see anything. I'm a big fan of Cat Stevens and uh, since I was a child. <laughs> and that made me depressed too. Why? Was it bad? Um, was it sad or bad? No, it wasn't bad. He's excellent. Oh. But his songs are quite yeah. sad. It's oh. about like the environment. and. Oh. What day did he perform? That was Sunday, you see, so no, a tough day no, for No, no, you need he Elton. He should have done Friday. Yeah, yeah, when you're a bit stronger. Yeah, I agree, because you get gradually more vulnerable as the week goes on. Yeah, yeah, you don't um, need to be thinking about, like, our burning planet. You need to be thinking about, like, glitter and life. Rumours. Is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she just kept talking about all her big girls. It was so funny. Oh. Lil Nas, what a pageantry queen. Yes, great fashion. He was wearing chaps with like a large ponytail. He's unbelievable. I didn't even know a majority of his songs, but his performing is amazing. Wow, very um, great. We were actually up very close for that, which is quite Ooh. scary. Oh, are we? I wouldn't be going up close if I was Why does it advice. What, what's the energy of the crowd? Is it a bit... For me personally, I have no interest in worrying that I might not be able to get out of the crowd. Right. After Lil Nas, when we were going to the bathroom, it took us 30 minutes to get out of the crowd and we weren't far from the exit. You must have been clocking in serious steps. Oh, yeah. People are getting in. I think it's about 45,000 you get a day. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. Because then you walk home as well. Texas, wow. I became a lesbian for that hour. <laughs> that Charlene Spitieri, that woman is so cool. She's dancing, like, chill dancing, like, across, like, the platform across the stage. Wow. She, it's so effortless. And the accent, she is stunning. Mm. And they've so many songs that you don't even remember their songs. Yeah. That was, like, amazing, that one. That was on the Saturday, I think. That was one of my absolute favourites. I'll speak about Elton, and then I'll go to someone that I fell in love with. Okay. Elton John... I mean, everyone watched it and just yeah. said it was unbelievable. It absolutely was. We had moved back for that, which was so much nicer. Just, he did all the great bops. It seemed like just like a massive big sing song. Like I watched it at home and like it took me ages to like calm down to go to sleep because I was just on such a high. And you could tell he just it's didn't a lot want of to get adrenaline. off the stage. Yeah, and he didn't want to get off the stage. Oh, and his little gold suit. And then when he was kind of saying goodbye, he was like, this is kind of goodbye. Mm. It must have been so emotional for him. Yeah, I still don't believe him. I think he'll be back. I hope so, just because it was... I'm just so depressed after the whole uh, weekend. <laughs> it's just so hard to get over, so talking about it's upsetting. But it was amazing. I'd recommend going to the back towards like the calm area um, for that. Because, can I just say, Glastonbury's ticket count is wrong. They do not publicise how many tickets they're selling. There was so much more than 210,000 in this place. Wow, really? Anyone I heard that had been there before was like, I've never seen it this rammed. It's not space spacious. Wow. I Like they're lying about their ticket sales. 100%. Really? That's one of my Karen points. 100%. And a steward came by and was like, can everyone just sort of stand up like no picnic blankets for Alton John? Wow. And there was no room. And I was like, sorry, can I ask? Like... He was like, we need to get more people. And I was like, you're going to let more people in here. Like classic Karen. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, there's no more space. Like, And he was like, and I was like, can I ask you, what are we supposed to do if there's an issue here? And he was like, well, oof, I don't know. maybe go up to the welfare tent. 
as back, which was like thousands and thousands and thousands of people at the back. And I go up there and he was like, yeah, he was like, at the end of the day, you signed up for, you know, the biggest concert and just walked away. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Thanks, Mr. Stewart. Um, God, Karen was out in full force. Oh my God, Karen was (laughs) out. And finally to someone my heart, oh my God, Fred again. Oh. Oh my God. So good. I just fell in love with him. Like He's so nice. He looks really lovely. Such a pleasant guy. And the crowd at Fred again was so much nicer than any of the crowds. Like the crowd at Fred again was way nicer than the crowd at Texas. Like the crowd varies wherever you see. Everyone at Fred again just wants to have some fun. Like the... Well, baby, that's you. Put your loving <laughs> arms around me. me. And then when he left, everyone kept singing, he's so hot. Mm. He's so polite. He's such a buzz. O-M-G. I was Googling where he lives and stuff after. He played Dublin, I don't know, sometime at the end of last year. And he did an after party in Brogan's next door to the Olympia. He did like an after party and he was DJing and pulling pints of Guinness and giving them to people for free. That just made my heart drop. I'm so obsessed and with him. And he's so appreciative. Oh, he just seems like the loveliest chap. Like a, he's like a nice person. upper kind of Tory vibe. Oh, Fred again, the Tory. But I don't think he is a Tory. He's so <laughs> fabulous. Oh my God. So he's from South London. I'm just trying to figure out where he lives. If anyone knows, could someone tell me? Wow. It was an hour of like, my heart is actually like, oh, jealous. Oh my God. He's so cute. Um, That's my rundown of acts, like top of the list. But my Karen tips, ticket scarcity doesn't exist. They're selling more and more each year. So keep trying, friends. (laughs) The Bogs. The bogs within the Glastonbury arena. There was never any toilet paper. There will never be any toilet paper. They're long drops. So you can see down like 10 meters into what's happening. There is nothing. There's no cleaning across the weekend. So like as much as you can use them near your campsite. Because the scent, the scent is unimaginable. The, we got so lucky with the weather. I can't imagine it being muddy because we got so lucky. Yeah, it it was so hot. it, It looked a bit too hot at points. I wasn't going to say it, but it wasn't too much. <laughs> the stewards, none of the stewards know where anything is. They're only trained in that specific place that they're standing. So if you say, where's gate A? They say, oh, no way would I know. Sorry. No one knows where anything is. The stewards aren't, they're not trained. They're not trained. Oh, that's The only thing Glastonbury cool. put money into is the wall around the vicinity. Wow. It's not in security training. Um, <laughs> also, this sort of leave no trace situation calling it a green festival is another absolute baloney they give the however many hundred thousand people a paper ticket in a paper envelope to actually it's a 3a4 that you bend bend over and every time you leave they give you another piece of paper that you have to give the next day that's not green honey it's not green that's not green honey and you have to bring it every day even though you have your wristband cups there's no plastic reusable cups full paper cups and they're everywhere that is not and a green festival. It's not a green festival. And then there's all this kind of like green piece, leave no trace. And it's like, but you're not doing that. But don't call um, yourself a green festival. Like just leave it as is. And it's very like peace. Like we are green. It's like you're not green. I would say my top tip is don't be so strict on the schedule. Okay. Don't be like 2 p.m., 3 p.m. Give yourself a chance to walk around, hop into a rum shack. Oh. Do you know what I mean? 
fall back into something else. You need to give yourself room to breathe. Don't put too much pressure on yourself to get up so early. Sleep that extra hour and you'll get you'll get more enjoyment out of it. It's not a rat race, kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. I, the, what I've heard loads is like the nightlife is amazing and the, the southeast corner oh. is like really good and you can find loads of bits. The southeast corner, if that's what I'm thinking of, is Shangri-La and Shangri-La is like going to Thailand. Wow. It's like going on Kosan Road. Oh. And baby, that's you. Put your loving <laughs> arms around me. Fleet, Fleet Mac Wood played. <gasps> I love them. In Greenpeace on the Greenpeace stage, which oh. is by this furry tree. That was like one of the most amazing parts of my experience. The whole thing is so amazing. Just this few Karen points, it seems, but it is such an amazing experience. It seems like a real like state of mind. And everybody goes like, even though it's like a quarter of a million people or however, however many people go, everybody still is in like that same ethos, which I think is like pretty special considering it's that many people. It's amazing. Oh, one other thing. Don't bring your kids into a festival oh. past dark. It's fucking ridiculous. No, it's too much for um, their little eyes to see. But what, it's such an amazing experience. Would, it's amazing. Just those few current tips, but amazing. Wow. Would you go again? Honey bee. Wow. I'm just going to write as a Karen to just say, <laughs> look, some points. You wow. could, you could you couldn't say no to it. It's so it's like nothing else. And from a just lastly on a logistical point of view, do you just like pack your bag for the day, bring your drink in? What kind of like walking times is it into the main arena? And then are you like you? I was trying not to be too negative on my Karen notes because, but the walking time is colossal. Really, it's like an hour. Yeah, like it can take you over an hour to get home at night. So like if you leave it for wow. Yeah, I am. Uh, another tip. I thought there's golf buggies everywhere. Just charge people a tenner and drive them to the gates and you'll make so much money. Yeah. Yeah. Just a few current points, but it's unbelievable. If you have the opportunity, go maybe. But there's so many Irish there as well. Love to hear it. Yeah. I kept hearing Irish accents. It was lovely. Oh, great. So it was lovely. So if you can go and just be prepared for the box. <laughs> but you're loving around me. Stunning, Sophie. Thank you so much. I feel like I went to Glastonbury with you. Anytime. Should you need any more details or any Karen tips, please let me know. <laughs> At Soph underscore lines. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. On to... The hotly anticipated return of And Just Like That, season two, grey star TV screens last Thursday. 
with a double episode. I'm not going to lie, it took me two goes to actually get into the first episode. I gave up twice. Really? Um, yeah, so it opens up with where they are now and they're all getting the ride. And then it just like jarringly goes into Kerry cooking a poached egg. And I was like, did I wait a year for this to see her cook? And this to be this like groundbreaking scene, turned it off. And then, yeah, I, I blitzed them last night. Yeah, I'm interested to know what you think. And I want to speak, think of some positive things to kick this off before we go into what it is. One, Carrie's hair is next level gorgeous. Sublime. Next wow. level gorgeous. Just wow. amazing. And while the acting is patchy at best, and while... I think it's gotten better since the last Miranda one. It's less and, frozen. Yeah, Miranda and Charlotte are just caricatures. They're, like, while they've all had lobotomies... <laughs> Sorry. While they've all had lobotomies individually they've had like an actual brain transplant where you have like charlotte's charlotte can't move her face and I, I, she has come out and said like in a, in this article where she was like oh like the how do i age gracefully you knew me at my most beautiful and i'm trying to maintain that and i'm get given out to but if i age naturally i'll get given out to and scrutinized and so i understand that but due to the fillers and the way her face is shaped now, I think she overacts with her eyebrows and they deserve a fucking golden globe. And then like Miranda is suddenly this like happy person and I appreciate we're all allowed to change or whatever, but like, oh my God. But where I did think the acting was, is some people are really good. Like your one Naya, the one who's gone out with Remind the- Remind me which one is Naya okay, so, and which sorry. one is so, LTW. LTW is the fashionista of Fifth Avenue. Ah, yes. Seema is the Samantha, the kind of um, yeah, real estate woman. And then Naya is the college professor who goes out with the musician. Naya, I don't think she'd even, she doesn't serve any purpose. I don't understand her relevance apart from let's she get happen. another. Uh, she's really, I think her drunk acting when she drunk dials the husband was I, so good. I so relate to her in that part oh. when she's like, mm. And it's very hard to act drunk. Very hard. It's very difficult to act drunk. And even when she does the freak out, I think it's in episode two, and she's like getting rid of all his stuff and like trying to sell all his guitars. I think that's like really good acting. And then the other one who I thought was, you know, Jackie, the podcast guy, and his wife is making carry the dress for the Met Ball. And she keeps freaking out at him. I thought she was really good. I still didn't really understand why they were there. No. I feel like I'm jumping all over the place because I have like so many thoughts into one but maybe yeah okay episode one Carrie I just would like to point out just sequence wise I actually watched episode two first by mistake oh I think that it's something to do with my state of mind and I actually didn't really notice so then I went back and watched episode first episode one second so I didn't notice (laughs) therefore that speaks volumes because if we I just have a load of bullet points because I was watching it crying (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but wait, so maybe you see, okay, maybe if you went into it with more of like a tender frame of mind, whereas I was a bit more like fumed up on paints and a bit angry. I think you're a lot more sort of amped up. And okay. I was more like, my soul is destroyed. Let me watch this so Clara and I can chat. Okay, well, you go, you go. Really I nice. liked that episode one started with the Britney and Elson song. Yes. Hold me closer, <laughs> time to dance. I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. I appreciated Richard Burton, Charlotte's dog. He Very was the standout cute. character for me. Mm-hmm. 
Miranda naked in that sensory tub. Oh, yeah. Was unnecessary. <laughs> and then Miranda putting on that harness. Yeah. Double unnecessary. <laughs> Brady, pictures of Brady in Europe. Mm. Hot. What did you think about Carrie saying, I'm only ready for Thursdays with us to her producer? Yeah, I don't think she's ready and I don't think it's, I don't think she's into him enough because he is a character with not an ounce of substance. Like not an ounce. He doesn't, yeah, he's beautiful. But the thing about that made Sex and City so strong is that someone could be in an episode for a scene, an episode, a three episode arc, and they Justin Peru. Exactly. He was in it for two episodes. Maybe even just one. His mum. Remember how... And Carrie in the relationship with the mum. And they would be... Not scene stealing, but they would be so well thought out and cleverly written. This guy and has like been in it. like their background was... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like well developed. This guy has been in it like probably the whole of season one. And if he walked by me on the street, I wouldn't recognise him. I don't even know his name. You know, it's like I don't know. He's, I don't know any of the characters' names. But it's so bland, and it's so like, bleh. and I think obviously if Aiden's coming back, maybe they want someone in like a bit neutral. But it's just it's so in a way like lazily written. Sex and City was writing it for like a clever, savvy New York audience. This is like dramedy for the dum dums. It has no trust in its audience. It's trying to just like mass appeal. And be like really extravagant, like they all have stools for their fucking handbags. Very inclusive. Yeah, very kind of. It's a fantasy, but it's an exclusive fantasy, and it's a bit tone deaf. And I know you're kind of watching it for the clothes and everything, but then they've made them now. They're all going to the Met Ball. It's like it's tone deaf, but it's trying to be PC. A hundred percent. And really overly inclusive, and that's just not what sex. I I appreciate you have to develop what they're what you're doing to go with times and stuff, but I just think that was never what they were trying to do. No, and like they used to, it used to be like have really sharp edge to it, and now it's like a fucking blunt butter knife and even like i understand okay what you say like all the characters are allowed change and they've all obviously are in their like 50s now but like carrie bradshaw going to the met ball and does not have a dress they've been in her apartment for six hours any normal human whether it's the met ball or your fucking debs if you were sitting in your apartment for six hours while this designer is fixing your dress you would be having a freak out. This is the woman who had a freak out about a fucking squirrel, a cabin by the lake and a fucking laptop breaking down. Why isn't she having a freak out about no dress for the Met Ball? Why? Because I think that after losing big, stuff like that doesn't seem as so big anymore. Wow. <laughs> I've just thought of that now. I think she's got like a healthy dose of perspective. Which happens to most humans usually. Wow. When they lose someone, you get a dose of perspective and you realise stuff like that isn't that important anymore. Like old Carrie would have had a freak out. You have knocked me right on the head. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> I suppose we can give I'm credit to Michael Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it is. You know, she's just sort of like, oh, okay. She's like a bit. Wow. I think so. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that could be it. I loved your one's red headpiece. Oh my God, sorry. Can we go into the Met looks? It's not crazy. It's Valentina. And when she was crossing the road across Park Avenue and he was carrying her That's train. That's when she was, her, was billowing. That was beautiful. They made that dress especially for her. So I was listening to um, the And Just Like That podcast and, you know, Dolly Alderton couldn't have said it better where 
uh, Michael Patrick King is bringing himself to tears by his own work. And he's so moved by his own that. work. And it's actually insane. But he just can't stop complimenting it. But he was saying that, like, yeah, apparently the actress who plays LTW was like, she had all these, like, from the veil thing. It was all, like, poking into her face. And then they had to film another scene. So, like, the whole staff were, like, jiggling her face out so all the marks would go. Amazing. And then Carrie got the bird back. I know. And the wedding dress. I, I, thought- I When she opened the thing, I would assume it was just the wedding dress. But I thought... It was good. And I loved I thought the way, that was nice. And I liked the way she said, like, well, I repurposed my pain. And then it, I have that in my nose. That was lovely. My pain. And it was like kind of like a Vivian Westwood kind of song as well. It was kind I of a really bit like a punk rock it. song. Um, I like Charlotte's Mary Poppins look. Is that what you, I got? Like circus ringmaster kind of vibe. With the top hat? Yeah. Is she wearing a top hat? Oh, yeah. From like neck down, it's Mary Poppins. With a bit oh, of a yeah. masculine twist. But I really liked that. I didn't like what happened to poor Anthony where he kept getting invited and then uninvited. It was like, stop using him as, as your like Met Gala pawn. Felt sorry for him. Tap, tap, tap. I think he's just in there for a bit of comic relief, isn't he? Yeah. I did like the way he called um, Lily, Lily Eilish when she was singing her song in episode two. <laughs> yeah, I just think, I don't know. It's just, there's a lot of like, the plot lines aren't very strong. Like Miranda losing her phone in the seaweed. Lily selling her clothes like it's just not very like hooky yeah what was the purpose of that because she wanted to buy a new oh losing the phone yeah so she could a weird way for her to meet Shay's husband right she's also quite manic whereas Miranda was never manic before no and like you know when Miranda when she gets annoyed about losing the phone you see her actually get angry and it's like that's the Miranda we know and love. Not the person who stands up in an AA meeting being like, hi, I'm Miranda and I want to bake some cookies. It's like, that's not who she is. She's also not an alcoholic. She's not. I she had a few shots like, and they're just like, oh, you're an alcoholic. She's not an alcoholic. No. Maybe she's just drinking it at like inappropriate times. But like, I just thought that was odd. I know. Look, everyone's relationship with alcohol is different. And like, you can have bad phases. But it seemed like she was, was just going... a very slow descent, or sorry, very quick descent into calling her an alcoholic. It was almost like she had nothing to do in LA. So she's like, I may as well go to an AA meeting. It's like, did she ever and really... And be delighted. Yeah, but did she ever even go to them in New York? Like, it just didn't seem like there was any, like, follow through. No, lots of sort of plot, plot holes. Now, the pièce de la résistance of plot holes that I will, is my final complaint so for the whole of episode two, Carrie is like refusing and avoiding writing this ad for vaginas, cream oh, yeah, or the treatment. Yeah, vaginal wellness products. And so, so they spend like the whole episode like trying to write it or whatever. And because she doesn't write that ad or like submit it on time, which we never hear, which is annoying because she's a writer and like I'd actually be in, like the way they were selling it. I was like, I'd actually like to hear how they took it out of that like over-American acting or over-American advertising. Yeah. But so she doesn't write that one ad and then the whole podcast company goes under and then she's just like, oh, sorry about that. Didn't write my ad. So now everyone's out of a job. Like this woman Is in that a- why? It Woman in a wheelchair, pregnant woman, like now has lost her job. What? And then she's like, breaks up with insert man, no, no substance guy. And like lose it all and then just like trots off into the sunset. And she's like, I don't think this, he was like, I think we'll leave it here, doesn't he? Yeah. It's like, let's leave it here. I want it to be seven days a week. You want it to be a Thursday. 
oh, here's a little cute writer's line. All because you didn't write an ad about vaginas, like now the whole company's gone. Oh, is that why I didn't? Well, like it's like I told you, you need to write that ad. Oh. What? That's not tying things up in a nice little bow where you're like, okay, new job for Carrie, new. But that's fine because you inherited all of Big's millions. But like, what about all the other people who work? So does that mean Jackie's out of a job? Does that mean... I'm just glad I'm only paying a pound for it. I don't know. I, I won't be in a rush to watch them. There's no like hook for me. And I actually think it's like so... Because I'm watching a lot of reruns at the moment of Sex and City. I don't want it to like spoil my relationship with the show. It just feels like they're they're killing I them slowly. I look at it from a completely separate. Yeah, I think I need to change my mindset. It's not from the same people, I don't think. No, the ego and the confidence and the belief in his own work that Michael Patrick King has is just insane. And like in that podcast, he's going like the writers are there, so it's like some of the writers chat with him. He kind of hosts it, and then there's kind of like a rolling thing of guests. They're saying to him like, "Well, it's just so groundbreaking what you're doing with the show, like." you're giving a voice to these women of all different races, shapes, sizes, and ages. But like, you never did that in Sex and City. And now because you're like woke and trying to be PC and it's like, cool, you're doing it now. And now you're you're being applauded for doing it when you never did it before. It's just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you're trying to recreate the wheel here. And it's just like, it's, yeah, it's just lost any of its magic. And like the fact that there's no Samantha. It's just, but how good it would have been if we didn't find out about Samantha and then she just surprisingly comes in in the episode? I know. I'm always like, why do you tell us these things? Yeah, like, he was annoyed that it didn't. It's definitely a leak. Michael Patrick King came out and said he was annoyed that it came out. Oh, that, well, sorry, yeah, that Michelle. It yeah. So, yeah, that's Are we going to review the next two for the next, in the next episode? I'll reluctantly do it, but I just, I don't want to shit all over if people are enjoying it either. <laughs> no, I mean, that was just my initial reaction. Plus, top tip, you can watch episode two first. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The, the plot is so weak that you don't <laughs> notice that you're watching it wrong. So true. Okay, well, that about wraps it up for this us this week. My And Just Like That rant is finished. Thank you for bearing with it. Please let us know what you think. Are you enjoying it? Is you adoring or is you testing it? at sofa underscore lions or at classy cabana we'll link everything in the show notes uh, should you want to peruse a bit more and get some oh well sorry we should actually uh, link the fred again i think that would soothe everyone's souls and elton obviously but you know so yeah thank you so much for listening and being patient for a little a tardy release we hope you enjoyed it before we go i've just a quick recommendation of a little follow you should on instagram i already put it in my stories but i just really want to hammer it home please go and follow at News by Hill. We'll link it in the show notes. It is an Irish girl, ex-CNN, now kind of gone on her own, created this news page on Instagram where she a lot of stuff she does either like real format or her stories, but she breaks it on down. Big stories like the Titanic submersible. The two of us oh my gosh. were like stuck to that story and she provided all this like backstories and other elements and different layers and, and she, it's so digestible so digestible my friend Ruth sent her on to me because they're both Limerick gals and she was like what, oh. what I do is pour myself a cup of coffee sit down and just go through her new stories of the day like I first became aware of her from Philip Schofield dramas she provided me with so much insight and depth and and then she breaking down the Russian thing like I never thought I would understand it's just a great way to consume news and 
I'm so happy for her. And like, I've really seen her followers grow over the last like week or so. And it's just great because she deserves it. And it's a fabulous Love follow. that hill. Yeah, she's great and so nice. I had to like send her like a love letter DM being like, just love you loads, babes. And she's so nice. She's fabulous. She's I'm just so upset at the size of my eyes. <laughs> the little. <laughs> They've gotten smaller since we started. Oh, get it, get it. Okay, well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we will chat to you next week. And be blessed, be beautiful, be brave, be gorgeous. Stay strong, glass toe goers. Yeah, get your sleep in. Let your eyes regrow. Take a Valiant. <laughs> and all will be well. If you have one, I don't have one. It's Friday soon. <laughs>